Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition of stay busy with armand sadler where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture i am your host armand sadler aka vegan chorizo poppy aka the founder of bald nigga ballers aka the sultan of short king spring i am so thrilled excited uh enamored elated enthralled enthralled to not be here without my co-host once again <laughs> he is back how are you? Nick Early's back, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to see you, it's man. Nice. Atlantis is nice. Yo. Yeah, you know there's black folks there. Are there? There are. Really? It's nice. nice. I like being there. Very so, nice. Um, I'm making inroads. Might open a barbershop. You feel me? Okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. So. <laughs> I'm excited though. It's yeah. it's nice. It's kind of nice to be back. What's up, Jay? I see you. We yeah. over here in the back on the boards. It's, yeah. it's nice to be under the lights again. Yeah. So we're here, man. But we have a a very a special guest, very exciting Absolutely. guest. I am I'm very enthralled is the enthralled. word of the day. It is, it is a good word. Enthralled, enthralled good to have word. this guest here. So Absolutely. We'll yeah, get you guys into it. definitely should have Tia on the podcast, and you guys should have a spelling bee. <laughs> We've done it. You, you guys, We're going to send you a clip bees. of the spelling, We've spelling bee. bees. No, it's I need y'all to bring Ti on for this because okay. you guys. <laughs> okay. Our, our our word choice is elaborate. Yeah, it's exquisite. Right, right, right. I, I guess you're a writer, so it, it makes sense. Exactly. Okay. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> but uh, we want to thank all of you listeners uh, for tuning uh, back in, tuning in to our last couple episodes. I've been handling things solo. But uh, I think they've been enjoyable. Of course, you can tap into all of our busy sessions. Our most recent busy session with Fendi Frank is available on YouTube for you all to turn uh, tune into. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at Stay Busy Pod. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. The button is here. Of course, we got to shout out our executive board, our VP of everything, Kieran Hurley, the man that you cannot see but you can feel. Just me recently celebrated his birthday. He old as shit. Make sure you clap it up for Kieran. Yes, Kieran. He is old. He's out yes, here. Sir. Our VP of Engagement, Siobhan DeShield, just got a job at Atlantic. Shout out to Siobhan for you the new that. job. Yes, yes. And our VP of Data and Analytics, Aaliyah Simone, just had a fire episode on Hear Her Voice, the Audio Mac podcast, led and run by women. So make sure you tune into that. We we out here. We got, look, our team is strong. We got some Be real ready. talented people out here. But we also bring in some talented people into our uh-huh. We got our one here right now. Well. So we have a very incredible guest. She is dope to me met her she's come out to my birthday parties and all that so she is very very great now this is the pretty tomboy this is one of the hottest djs and hosts in new york city you can hear her on power 1051 you can hear her on the what hip-hop podcast alongside mouse jones you can hear us her assisting the god's honest truth by charlemagne on comedy central and you can see her on billboards in times square taking on 
Amazon Music's rotation. Now, she has interviewed the likes of Blast, Fabio Foreign, Earth Gang, Doughboy, DaBaby, and many, many more, as well as curating the vibes at Revolt Summit. She is a powerful voice among women, a tastemaker within music, and a cool presence as a person. We got none other than DJ Nyla Simone. Yeah, Clap it up for DJ Nyla yeah. Simone. Oh, my God. You just... I gotta get you to help me write my bio. Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> that Come was on one now. hell of a fucking introduction. <laughs> yes. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. We're honored to have you here. Which, by the way, just real quick before we pivot into the topics, your birthday party. Okay, I beat everybody, and um, you did. Party. You was like, cooking. Nobody beat me. You was cooking. I, I was untouchable you were that cooking. night. I, heard, I was fucking you were Jordan. <laughs> heard, you heard we gotta run that back. We, we gotta do. run that back. <laughs> Whenever sure. you're ready. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, damn, like, I don't know who this girl was that came through and cooked us, but it, it can't, it can't fight. We get very competitive with the Pong at my birthday parties. Yeah. Very, very Put up numbers on so the Pong table? You got to come through. Right. 2022, Ramon Day 4 is coming soon. Oh, you already got it planned? Oh, Ramon Day 4 is coming soon. All right. 4. It's coming soon. But we're, we're happy we'll to have you there. here. Thank you so much for coming through. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me, it means man. means a lot. It means a lot. So, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Whether you like day parties or night. Heartbreak anniversary or for tonight, baggy clothes or tight, and drowning your food in condiments or using slight. So, day parties or night parties? What would we like? Day party all day. I'm day party all day. As am I. Literally. Okay. Yeah. Let that sun hit. Yeah. Listen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I tried to do the nightlife thing this past week, actually, Mm. and I'm like, why did I Dude, I'm not built for this. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's too much. It's a lot. You know, you think about college when we would go out to a kickback at 11 and be out till 3, and that was light. And now at 26, it's like, yo, a party starting at 11? I'm not going. (laughs) Nah, I'm still going. going. I'm still sliding, but (laughs) I may only stay a little bit. Exactly. It's going to be quick. Like, yo, hey, what's up? All right, cool. 30 minutes? Uh, Give me on records. Heartbreak anniversary or for tonight? These are two very different vibes. Now, what you got? Um, for tonight the new one. For tonight is no, like it's like his single the, he dropped in like September. It's a little it's a little more upbeat. It's more upbeat for Giveon. Um, for tonight I'm your. <laughs> I'm gonna go with for tonight. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I must choose, no, I'm playing. I, I know it's, what you're going. With. <laughs> no, it's heartbreak anniversary. Yeah, it's more um, relatable. Heart, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you getting at over there? Yeah, no, that was no shade. I swear, that was no shade. No, I'm playing. No, <laughs> no it, I just, I just think he, I like that song. It's yeah. more, it's more it sticks out in my mind more. I don't remember for tonight. Yeah, like, I don't know. Heartbreak anniversary was a song that I was introduced to Giveon too, and I was mm-hmm. introduced to it by someone who Uh-oh. I can't listen Uh-oh. to the song the same Uh-oh. way. Without thinking be, yo, about songs be like that. Yeah, man, it's tough. She she ruined Give You for me. Well, so. I'll say this. Because I'm a radio DJ, I like things that are a little more up. Uh, so I, I would that. rather spin that record than, you mm-hmm. know, Heartbreak because it's so slow. But I yeah. guess when it comes to the craft of it, mm-hmm. the beauty in Heartbreak Anniversary is just the content. Because people don't really realize you remember the day, you know, mm-hmm. some shit went left. That's a day mm-hmm. you never forget. And I mm-hmm. think it's cool because it's a concept that hasn't been done. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Now, I know baggy clothes are coming back in style. Style is so cyclical. Of course. Fashion mm-hmm. is so cyclical. So are y'all baggy clothes people or tight clothes people? I'm, I'm both. Mm. Yeah. But I'm probably more baggy than tight. Okay. I like to pop out sometimes with tight. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just I'll pop out on y'all for one time, one mm-hmm. time. I feel like I'm in the middle with okay. this right now. 
Um, I feel like my closet is so split. It's between like it's either dress clothes or it's like everything else. Yeah. I gotta get out my more casual clothes. Like, yeah. This is like the most casual I take. You know, I this is the most casual I take to get. So like I need yeah. to up my repertoire on this side yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think when I'm when I'm at my slimmest, I fuck with the tight right now. <laughs> right now, I'm, right now I'm a little baggy. Yeah. But as as the summer elapses and as the boy gets back to, you know, his final form. You gonna see me in some, you know what I'm saying? Some time. Anyways, good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> Lastly, hey, do you think when it comes to your fries, your food? I was gonna say we gotta say. Do you like to drown your food in condiments or just use a little slight, little slight? It's all about the sauce. Okay. Okay. It's, use sauce. It's all about the sauce. I'm a big sauce person. Okay. Talk what's, about the what, sauce. What's what your favorite sauces? sauces? Favorite sauce. Get as bougie as you want. I mean, really, it's, I'm, a food it's basic. I love barbecue sauce and I love mustard. Okay. And when I studied abroad, I really struggled because they did not have mustard in Europe. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like I ordered a pretzel and they gave me mayonnaise, and I'm like, Whoa. Y'all don't got mu- mustard Mail like for the. the- that's yeah, for the pretzel. Because I, I know they do it with the fries. I know they do the mayo on the fries, which I fuck with. I yeah, fuck with but it's like they use mayo, like we use mustard, or like <laughs> I use mustard, and I love mustard. I like tart things, oh, banana pretzel. peppers, oh, pickles. Yeah, but wow. it's definitely about like Chick Fil A, barbecue sauce, Polynesian yeah. sauce, Polynesian. Chick Fil A sauce, the honey roasted package. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta get all the condiments That's at Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A go crazy with that. But really, I think Popeyes has amazing barbecue sauce. Um, where where, yeah, it's all about the sauce. Quote, insert a little Gucci quote right there. Okay, yeah, it's all about the sauce. Karen, you heard it. Is it is it hard is it hard to be fresh if you don't have money or can you still pull it off? See, when I had no money, I still had sauce. Mm -hmm. If you don't got no sauce, then you're lost. Mm -hmm. But you can also get lost in the sauce. You can get how you get lost in the sauce? Man, a bitch, man, a bitch gonna get lost in the sauce, man. Mm You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, man. I'm not, I'm sprinkling the sauce, dropping sauce yeah. that we sweet, man. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I, I dig it. Overdose man. of sauce. <laughs> That's what it is. No, no, no meat, just sauce. Are, are when you're born, can you be born with sauce, or do you, or do you acquire no, sauce? No, you get born with you, sauce. You get, you get sauce, you get sauce from. How you gonna be born with seasoning? Mm-hmm. You gotta get seasoned. I wasn't born without the sauce. I yeah, I, I used to be a condiment drowner person, but as I've gotten older, I've, I've kind of gone a little slighter with it. Like, I'll, I'll order wings and I'll get like ranch with the wings, and I won't dip the wings in the ranch. Oh no, nah, that's because to dip. me, it's he like if if the he wings are good enough, I don't need to dip them. Me, to me personally, that's fair. I, I understand like, you. If you get some good honey garlic wings, you don't need to dip those. <sighs> Well, yeah, because they're already you. drowned in sauce. They're not. It's not even drowned. Like I, I got some last weekend. Wings. So you get dry wings? Not dry, but like it, it was like the sauce was there, but it wasn't like overwhelming. It's where my hands were sticky and all that. It was just like it was there, but it tasted good. It was. I, I didn't feel like I needed a dipping sauce mm. for them. You feel me? I I, I understand you. I feel you. Yeah. Soft wings are fine. Dry rub is fine. Like yes. Um. However. A little bit of ranch goes a long way. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Do. I love ranch. And on the fries. And you know, I used to Absolutely. hate ranch as a kid. I used to hate it. Wow. People used to put it on pizza and all kinds of stuff. I was like, yeah. yo, this is nasty. Um, <laughs> now, ranch on pizza. Ranch is great. Ranch on pizza is good. Don't, what about steak? Well, oh, I, I don't did do, you get, that's a I left turn. But I'm, I'm open. I'm open. I don't do any. Oh, you talking about like steak. ranch on steak or steak? No, like steak sauce. I on was steak. like ranch oh, on steak. steak. Sauce is great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get you some a one. Get you some a one. Oh, okay. Because you're saying you don't do it no more. I remember I had made steak for somebody, and it was like it's so good. I didn't even need the sauce, and I'm mm. like, 
You gotta have the sauce. I was like insulted that he didn't want the sauce. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, I feel like a good steak though, like a good steak doesn't need the sauce. I would take butter, like a nice, like a Butter's bougie good. butter, like mm. a herb butter or yeah. some garlic butter. I, mm. I would take that over a sauce. Like, ain't nothing wrong with A1. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing at all. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But I would like, I would be offended if someone, if I cooked <laughs> up a steak and they was like, yeah, nah, I'm good with just what you got. I'd be like, oh, fire. Yeah. This, this is a food, old news. food podcast. <laughs> we talk music, like they don't matter. but we talk a lot about food, too. But let's jump into this chat. There's a lot to get to, a very active New Music Weekend. But we saw uh, Megan Thee Stallion did her first interview with Gail Kim uh, at the beginning King. of... G- G- King, I'm sorry. Gail, I was thinking of the wrestler Gail Kim. Gail King at the beginning of this week. And uh, she really, like, she got open. You know, she talked about the experience of that night, how she was fearing for her life. How her friend texted her, you know, or she saw a text, Tori shot her, blah, blah. Oh, this was, it was a lot that was going on that night. And this is her first time really, like, coming out and speaking about it publicly. And even still, there are people who are denying the story. So how mm-hmm. did y'all feel seeing that in interview, seeing that conversation, seeing things come directly from the source that was yeah. Meg? I honestly wish that she didn't do the interview. Oh, wow. Yeah, Speak and on it. even who she did the interview with, like I feel like Gail King doesn't ever really do interviews that make people look their best. Mm. And then Robert, Robert, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Jesse Smollett. We, we've seen it happen multiple times. Yeah. I don't know why we keep running back Ooh. to this, but um, outside of that, it's just such a messy situation now that whether whoever's wrong and whoever's right. I'm at the point where I just don't want to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like when your friends break up, you're friends with both of them, and now you, it's like you got to support or not support either one of them. That's how I feel about Tori and Meg. It's like yo, whatever happened, happened. I don't even want to know about it. But now it just became such a big scandal that it's like I feel like everybody's lying, mm. and I'm not saying they're lying about necessarily maybe getting shot, but it could be a lie about. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think because everybody was so lit, everybody remembers the story the way they remember. So it may be true to, you know, to them. Mm-hmm. But ne- it's not like any of them were sober to really know what really happened. So yeah. it's like everything that we're getting is just a, well, I think it was this. Yeah. So I just feel like I don't even want to know. <laughs> like, this, yeah, I Let's agree. just let this go and move on. Yeah. At this point, like, when Devon was here for a few episodes back. We were talking about it, and it's like he was just, you know, I feel like at this point I'm just getting confused. Every time something comes out, I'm just more confused. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like I feel the same. I just, I just want some clarity on it. If like y'all are gonna talk about it, don't come back until the information is <laughs> until we have clear information. Yeah. This is what happened. He shot or she didn't or whatever happened, whatever. Like, and that okay, that is the final story. You know what I'm saying? Then we can go with that. Then go to trial. Do what y'all need to do. Yeah. But it's just so when it's like. It's so much he said. She said it's a lot, right yeah. now. and then that's new information. The text messages. I'm like, yeah. yo, come on, man! Like <laughs> they're just peeling these layers back, man. Take sell us this in a court, and y'all can settle out and keep it pushing. Go on tour or something. Get in the studio. He <laughs> said, go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like within the first week, I feel like if they would have provided all the context that they did or have been doing over the few months, I probably would have cared. But at first, I was emotionally invested. But after a while, I can't continue to be emotionally invested in something that's not that's not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? And I hate even saying being emotionally invested to artists that, you know, I don't know personally. But yeah. I'm a fan of the culture, so it's, like, natural. Yeah, that's um, what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. Same no, with Kanye. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. It's... It's like I, I run into a lot of situations where people are like, oh, 
this came out, this proves Mike is wrong, or this came out, this proves Tori is like shit like that. And it's just like, but it doesn't. It doesn't prove like, a thing. There's, there's, Not it's a thing. just more layers being added to a story that has been going on for a while, that has been exhausting for us. And like litigation, as we said, it takes some time. Absolutely. Like, things aren't going to happen immediately. And when there are false details provided, like Meg admitted, like, oh, I lied initially because I wanted to protect everyone here. But now it's like the truth Ooh, needs Lord. to come out. And like you understand where she's coming from, but then you understand what she did makes the case that much more difficult. And so there's just there's like there's like the emotional side to it, and then there's like the legal side to it. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of compromise your feelings on both. Absolutely. Especially yeah. because this has just been almost two years of, of a situation that two years. Could couldn't yeah. Like, yeah. It, really? in, in, in July it's gonna be two years. Oh Lord! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, no, yeah. They, 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 go figure that out. I please. think at this point, it's more just who whose lawyer and whose PR team can fight better than the other PR team. It's not even about what really That's happened. A fact. Yeah, court of public opinion. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I want to. I'm gonna jump to these two albums that dropped this week because I think we're going to get a lot of discussion out of these. So let's start with Kaylani's album Blue Water Road. Uh, she got features from Justin Bieber, Blast. She got features from Sid. She had a bunch of other features on there. Um, I want to get into this album because she she dropped on the day that, you know, a lot of people would have identified as Future Day, which meant it was a oh toxic day. <laughs> However, Kaylani aligns with her own lane of music that some may describe as toxic, some may describe as, you know, vulnerable, some may describe as whatever. So it's like, you know, we kind of got both sides of the coin with this Blue Water Road release. So I want to talk to y'all. But how y'all felt about Blue Water Road? Yeah, I'm renaming that day as Kalani Day because okay. <laughs> there's no, no way we're going to give it to Future like that. That is ridiculous. But I will say Kalani really hasn't disappointed me in the project. Um, mm. Even though I know she hated her first album. I loved her first album. I loved the tapes. Like, I just love Kalani overall. Mm-hmm. I don't even think she really gets the flowers she properly deserves. I agree. Like, you know, she don't really begin radio play like that. But Kalani has not failed, and she continued to not fail us when she dropped uh, this past Friday. And what I will say is I really like a lot of the hip-hop samples that she flipped on this yeah. project. Like, she, it's almost how, like, the drill artists are flipping R&B records. Flipping she everything. did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I was trying to figure out what was the flip on Up think- All Night with Justin Bieber. I think it's the EPMD song. Mm. I recognize it. Not really sure which one it is, but she flipped that. Then she flipped Slick Rick Children's Story. And then big shout out to her for putting um, Blast on the project with Any Given Sunday because Blast is my favorite R&B artist out right now. Mm. And I think just the way that their vocals, you know, mix something lane. beautiful They're about it. Lane, yeah. yeah. They made sense together. I think that record was definitely... Um, I think that was a highlight record for the for the project for sure. Yeah, yeah. I liked um, "Wish I Never." She uh, sampled uh, this. This that was this how we do it, right? She yeah, yeah, this yeah. How we exactly. do it. I, I like that one a lot. I thought she did really well with that. I liked everything. I like Alter. I like Up at Night with Bieber. I I thought that was a good product for me. And we talked about uh, it was good until it wasn't. I didn't love that one. So this for me. I won't call it a bounce back, but I liked it more than that previous project. It was a little shorter, too. It was a little easier to get through. Why didn't you like it was good until it wasn't? <sighs> so I felt like she was leaning more into the, like, trap and B, hip-hop, yeah. R&B type stuff. And it's like, Kehlani's a strong songwriter. I think I think she's a strong vocalist, and I think she can access any type of good producer she wants and make an R&B album. So for her, as talented as she is, to have to lean into – the more commercial sounding R&B, that for me was like, uh, it feels like a regression. 
when you look at while well, while we wait from 2019, yeah, perfect example. While we wait was I mean, amazing she had, project. She got music soul music child, soul child. Yeah. You feel Black. me? Dom Kennedy, Dom Kennedy, the yeah, song yeah. with Ty Dolla Sign. Oh like, yeah, Dang, it was, there was a lot she, on that one. She, RPG with Black. Yeah, she yeah. went nine, she went nine for nine on that. So yeah. you hear that and you're like, oh, whatever she got coming next is gonna be crazy. And then you hear it was good until it wasn't. It was good. There were some really good songs on there. Yeah, but overall, it's like mm, I don't know. This feels like you're. Yeah. You're kind of stepping away it was from expectations. Yeah, I, yeah. that's Which what I found. That's what I felt. The expectation was so different. I'm like, yo, oh no, nah, she about to bring out. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Part, for the next one, we were just thinking the next thing, and then like I've seen some of the names. I'm like, oh, like, I'm I'm so excited to hear that record. Also, the we talked about that rollout last season so much because I felt like the rollout was so strong. It was like it was single after single after yeah. single. I'm like, ooh, these are all hidden. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, man, this album is about to be fire. Mm-hmm. And it came to it, and I was just like, yeah. Based off of Alter as the single, I was a little nervous, honestly. Because I wasn't really... Yeah. I didn't know which that. way she was going to go with the mm-hmm. project after I heard the single. But I, I am happy with the project. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say... Um, what did you say about... Uh, run back what you just said about the previous project. It's a little trap and be A little too commercial sounding. We're focused on... Yeah, like... He was saying she's a strong voice. The one leaned into her yeah. more R&B sound songwriter. Yeah. I'll, I'll, while you remember, I'll, I'll just go and say my piece. Um, of the Kehlani projects, this is my least favorite. Wow, it's not a bad project. It's not it's a bad just, project. You gotta it's not give a bad it time. It's not a bad project. You gotta Everybody. give it time. Hold on, though. everyone. It's, it's not a bad project. Been, yo, it's been twenty four hours. That's what we acknowledge, though. Like, like we, we, and I we, we always that. acknowledge, like we're giving first listen. One, oh, I'm, I'm okay. literally one week first reactions. listen take. Okay, right? We we often revisit stuff. And, no. You we know. will okay, revisit cool. for yeah. sure. No, no, no. I'm not making these. You know, no. I'm going off first listen take because I only ran it once all the way through. Got right? it. Uninterrupted. Um, I think there were a few standout. Everything was to me the standout record from so far as a pen standpoint. Like to me, it was just oh, like this is the story. It's a great I felt like I was really searching for the Blue Water Road story of like mm. what is this? Like what is that? What does that mean? Um, whereas I felt in other, her other projects, it's been more clear. As to gotcha. what the story is, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I'm, I'm in that essence of the story. While we wait, or the uh, good to it wasn't. Was good I, I got it. Yeah. I understood a little bit more off first listen. Yeah. Here, I felt like I felt like I was searching a little bit more, and I think a lot of these songs came from that time when she was making if it good, it was good until it wasn't. Mm. I think that's what she she had this post recently when she was talking about her producer, who I think either EP the project he had a huge hand in this uh, he's the one who was on Up at Night I think Pop One sells his name mm. but she was talking about how like you know he encouraged her a lot of that he's like yo wait hold on all these other songs we got here this is an album right here right. Mm. and I think that she was you know creatively wanted to take a risk and say like oh like I don't know if people are gonna even like that from me you know you talk about we typically get one thing from her or mm-hmm. maybe the toxic R&B or we get this and that and so I think this was a her releasing that out into there and just like you know stepping into her essence of where she is now She's yeah. a mom. You know, she's on different timing. Yeah, you know that's that was the point that I was going to bring up that had slipped my mind was that, like, I feel like with Kalani and her projects, they all seem true to her. Yes. Like, even when you see her perform, like, like when you see her perform, you could tell she means the shit she's singing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Where some artists have beautiful voices, but they're kind of, like, not as passionate because they don't mean the shit they're singing. They're just singing it. So to Kalani's point, like, even if this is where she's at right now, like, I fuck with it just because I've been following her yes. journey for so long. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just want to talk about the whole uh, toxic R&B thing. Just because Please, I feel it. like when women are vulnerable in their music and are honest, 
men always criticize and don't really respect it. Mm. And just to okay. take the eyeballs off of Kalani for a second, I want to talk about Megan Thee Stallion playing B record. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, it drops. Internet's talking about it all day. Like, yeah, she's back with the bars. This, that, and third. <laughs> all, all my women friends are so happy, but I just can't help but notice the men calling her burnt out. And, you know, she's talking about mm -hmm. Plan V and this is not, you know, ladylike. Y'all call this empowerment, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. it's like, Yo, men talk about, you know, everything. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. slime shit all the time. And let's not act like y'all have not bought plan B's for women before. So I don't understand <laughs> the issue. Like, why does Meg have to be burnt out for saying some real shit? Yeah. Hey. Brothers, why y'all think that way? <laughs> like they like you ain't talking about yeah, us. Yeah, I was say, hey, brothers, why? brothers, brothers, brothers. No, I think that's a valid point. I think it that is. yeah, there's not. We there's no there's no parody I think in when we speak about artists mm -hmm. like of the same cloth right so we talk about you know Blast for example could have a because we're talking about him right now he could have a song that's like him doing the same activities that Kalani says on her side and then we look at them differently and that's yeah. just, you know, societal perceptions that we will project onto it naturally I'm saying we as a society whatever yeah right? but like no that's definitely a point I think to continue to call out it's like when it happens yeah call that out and even to Kalani like. Kalani be saying some real shit. People be like, wow, she's wilding or, you know, she dated this guy, now she's dating this guy. It's like, yo, girl, I mean, men will rap about fucking three hoes in the same night and then nobody... <laughs> yeah, and, and nobody looks at them crazy or even nope. just, I think, just because hip-hop is so male-dominated, mm -hmm. women just, I mean, men aren't used to just listening to female rap. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't naturally gravitate towards it. Where, like, I can rap you know, male rap songs about fucking a bitch and I don't fuck bitches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but it doesn't mean nothing to it where men can't or men don't, you know, listen to female music and be like, they just be like, ah, this is not for me. But yeah. what if I'm like, yo, little baby, that's not for me. Little Doug, that's not for me. Like, no, music is music. Good music yeah. is good music. Mm -hmm. That's it. So that that's my complaint for the day. Hey, no, 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 it's <laughs> a valid complaint. Air your concerns here. We Wait, are listening. This to is all. this is the, this oh. is the platform for it. Okay, <laughs> definitely, definitely for sure. <laughs> all right, so that was our Kalani talk. Let's jump into this new future album. I never liked you. Sixteen songs, forty eight minutes. Two Drake features. Kodak Black, ESTG, Thames is on there. Gunna Young Thug, <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> Um, this was an this was an exciting album for a lot of people because Future is coming off of okay. High Off Life in 2020 that some people didn't like much. The Future and Uzi tape, Pluto, Baby Pluto, that people were mixed on, and so this was kind of like a comeback album for Future in a lot of ways. A lot of people who were riding on this album, I will say, I was riding on this album and whether it was good or not, and um, I'm overall pleased with it. So he's not I, I getting the say. he's of not getting the same treatment of. <laughs> Of he's not getting the same treatment as two chains as you did the two chains. Oh no 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 no! He's not. He's not oh, because man. Future gave us good music. Two chains gave us like two good songs in that album. Future gave us oh, over half of these songs are at least are good to me. Good to great. Um, great. So, there's greatness on here. There's there's some great out great songs on here. We'll wait for you. Drake and Thames is great. Love you better is great. Is it um, is it great or is it I'm, just I'm on one is great. Back like to they... basics is great. Uh, for a nut, Gunna and Young Thug Honestly, is great. Seven twelve PM is great. <laughs> Honestly, I'm that nigga is great. It's some you lost here. me when you said that. Wait for you, Drake and Tim's was good because this is the worst I've heard. Tim's and Tim's is actually a I fucking agree. amazing. I agree. Like I agree. Tim's, stop. I agree. Sis, you're great. Like sis, I mean, Tim's is just better than oh, that record. I no, I agree. 
I feel like they came to Future's world and they, it's like playing down to the competition. Yo, yeah, you know what it, I'm saying? It, it, That's how I felt. It's like a C on her report card and Wait, she got an A plus. She got a four because she did that. Now she had a three point nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like that. That was Thames's DNA on that. Like I don't know. I feel, no, it, it Thames feels was, like it was her, but it's like. Like you're on the court, but you're not playing like how I know you can play. Yeah, but that's sometimes you got to do that though. No, 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 no. I think they should have to her level. Every record, yeah. Like that Wizkid record. I thought it was good. She was good on it. Essence is Wizkid's record, but it's really Tim's though. You feel me? So this is Future's record, and it's really Future's record. Okay, okay, that's fair. All right. Like, and besides that, I didn't, I didn't listen to the project because I don't. Listen to misogyny. Oh, um, see, if you had never heard of Thames, that record wouldn't have made you say, "Wait, who's that singing?" Right. Whereas okay, Essence, fair. who is this singing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Who is absolutely, this? Absolutely, absolutely. You feel me? But yeah. it's two different purposes. Like Essence is going for that type of impact. This record is like it's a more, is it though? It's a more low, like they're pushing this record vibe. Bro. Of course they are. This it's, is it's the one they want us to. Say. It's a Drake yeah, it's like, I know. Like, I'm there. But, <laughs> this is the one they want us to love. But there's still some Thames DNA on there. Like like you yes, hear it she's and you're there. like, yeah, she did it. I don't know. It's like I, I don't. I think it's. I I wanted more. It left a few things to be desired. She did it. She did it. And let me not say I don't support misogynistic music because a lot of hip hop is misogynistic. Mm. But I think with Future. As I've said several times, I was really, I really started to not become a fan of him during the whole Sierra, Russell Wilson, Super Mm. Bowl, Purple Rain, Flood in the Comments. Like the way he was antagonizing her husband via social media, I think was just a little immature. And I don't really know the ins and outs of the relationship, nor do I care. But it's just the way that he plays into like being a dick. Mm -hmm. Like the fucking title of the album is I Never Liked You. Yeah. Like, but... I will say this, I get that men, I, I get why men gravitate to Future because he's so, um, like, transparent he's with his feelings. He's, he's unapologetic. He's unapologetic. He's unapologetic. He's vulnerable within his lack of accountability. Yes. yes. Really understanding himself. It's how yes. someone like, like him would be vulnerable. Like, he's, yeah, yeah, you know he's very vulnerable. He's leaning into the internet caricature that's been created for him. Yeah. But he's not really owning, like, bro, like, at the end of the day, yeah, you're toxic and it's funny and we fuck with it, but you probably got some real things that you need to talk about within yeah. yourself. <laughs> you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. 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 But I think that Future is a is a, an amazing artist, but it's just the, the content that I'm not in love with. And for me, when yeah. I, like, like what I like about music is the relatability, yeah. and outside of relatability, I'm probably looking for an escape. So it's either gonna be some shit I can feel or some shit I want to feel. Like you know mm. what I mean. Mm. And Future just doesn't do that for me personally. So that's why I just be like tomato, 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 because I want something <laughs> else. Because there was a point in time where I didn't feel like that about Future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. um, regardless of that though, I will say, oh fuck, what was I about to say? Something. Uh, pass it. Yeah. Pass the topic. Um, I, I I like that album, though. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't love it. I will say that. I don't love it. I like it. I like it more than I liked High Off Life, and I think that, for me, is a plus because Future Solidified. He's, at this point, yeah, he, I mean, he's future, you might as well yeah. consider him a legacy act at this point. For sure. He's he been is. around he for is, so long. Because he, he also makes the same type of music. Yeah. So he's it's not... like, I was telling someone last night, like, you kind of listen and you know what you're going to get, so you just want to like more than you dislike. And in yes. listening to this Ooh, album, fair. I liked more than I disliked. And for me, that's a win. That's I, a good point. I, I'm, I'm not looking for Future to be my album of the year at this point. I'm not looking for him to be my 
soundtrack of whatever. There's a couple of songs in here that will be my soundtrack of the next few months. Oh, God. But um, like overall, it's kind of just like, are, are you still capable of making good music See, that I'm going to want to repeat? And the, there's there's some stuff on here that's good that I want to repeat. So. The weather gets warm, and now guys want to use future ads. This is the soundtrack <laughs> of my life right now. Not <laughs> but um, the point that I was going to bring up about future, I guess what I want to ask you is, if you had to compare Certified Loverboy and this mm. project, like, oh, how did you feel about Certified Loverboy? I didn't love it. How, how about I, you? I liked it. I didn't love it. And to me, it's his worst. Okay, so this is my complaint about Drake, and I feel like it goes hand in hand with Future as to be a part of that class of rap. You know, mm. Big Sean, J. Cole, Meek Mill, Big Sean, and Kendrick line. Lamar. <laughs> no, Wale. Her, I mean, they are the same class. They Wiz Khalifa. Class. No, she's Nipsey. talking about class like came in together. Yeah, like, yeah I'm not class. saying ranking. Okay, got <laughs> no, draft class. Ranking like draft is class. a whole all different right, conversation. Right, yeah. All right. But yeah. just like that whole blog era, that's the era yeah. that he's a part of. And um, for him to come out of that class, I feel like they did not evolve. Their music did not evolve as like um, subject matter and content. Mm. Like, you know, we see J. Cole go from I'm talking about cheating on my wife to now I just want to be great to my wife and now I got kids and mm -hmm. I want to keep kids off drugs etc you know we see Kendrick Kendrick showed us like how he grew up and now we see him diving into the art more and yeah. you know just blackness and, and like taking on that we see uh, even while late like you you see the music grows with them yeah. see the trajectory, and yeah. with Drake and future it's like these guys aren't growing up they're still living their 18 year old 22 year old lifestyle I'd say Drake's growing a little more than future no Drake because I he's think hiding the world from it uh, what I mean uh, hey, uh, hey <laughs> at the end of the day Drake funny. has a kid he's embracing that okay future he's has had about kids. His kid since he's been but future don't really like future don't really talk about his kids drake on records like that drake is outside like with his life like he's very much more vocal and also has a way bigger platform we're talking Yo, about future different don't platforms. be outside with his life we see all no, future's new I girlfriend think, every but that's been people recent. talk about future's life more than future talks about his life whereas drake drake, drake, like, drake is trying to life. own the narrative now i feel like oh like Mom and I didn't plan it. Something like that. He puts, I, I he puts his life. He, he, he really puts, puts his in, life in the in the yeah. in the stories, yeah. right? But I also think though Drake has involved. We always get on Drake somehow. We do. We do. We hey, Drake has. <laughs> Drake has. Uh, I think he's evolved. I wouldn't say he yeah. hasn't. Like, there's been no growth. I think the biggest thing about him is that he is a very damaged individual when he speaks about the things that he's gone through. And I think he the way he speaks about it is a little bit more of a palatable sense. And like, I'm literally like, I don't know how to do this life thing like in mm. a normal capacity yeah and he's expressed that i think in many ways over several projects i think sonically have also evolved mm -hmm. so oh, i think well, that's I his thing i didn't mean as in like pin and when i say pin i didn't mean as in like i see for drake drake did what jay-z used to do which is he'll collab with everybody with different regional sounds that's why he'll take a 5e and get on the drill beat as soon as it gets hot you know he'll go to new orleans and take the bounce sound and work with the city girls like if there's one thing drake does they'll stand next to what's hot which is jay-z used to do too he'd go to atlanta and fuck with jermaine dupree and debrat and then do a song with maya and xyz and that is also smart because it just keeps you relevant in all yeah. the subcultures. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm not mad at that, but I think, I guess my thing is just like, 
I see what you're saying though, childish wise. Like them yeah, being yeah, childish. Like there's a clear separation between <laughs> yeah. Cole and Kendrick and how they've grown yeah. and then yeah. like Drake and Future's like, okay, y'all. Yeah, yeah like I'm not 36. saying he's not a great artist. Nah, like he's totally, definitely no, of course, the yeah. best yeah. artist of the generation, but it's just at the same time, I want more. And that's why I like with certified lover boy, it's like, okay, you're complaining about a woman. And, and now you got a baby. And so what I want, I want to relate back mm-hmm. to when I listen to music, I want to relate to some shit. And you still yeah. talking about shit that I was jamming to in high school. Absolutely. Right. That was our point, though, too. We said, OK, after this one, it's very clear he needs a break mm-hmm. like mm. because it's not new, yeah. because yeah. it's not fresh. We've heard this before. We can only take so much. We can only take so much sonic elevation to offset the balance. Now take a break. Brother. But then it's like, well, who is Drake? Because if we've been loving him for for him hopping with these different subcultures and, you know, hopping but, in different pack, pockets, then what is the... But like, there was story before that. I think the truth... We know Drake. There was yeah, story no, before that, though. Before like. that is what I'm saying. Who are you But that's now? also He's a recent development. This? That's like a f- yeah. five, four, five-year like like development. four years of Adonis. It's like a four-year like development. Even within that, Drake gives us... <laughs> She's like, no, don't do that. Drake gives us the, like... <laughs> He gives us the quintessential Drake stuff we look for. Like, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path is a Drake record. Like Backpack that, raps. That's, that's the type of Drake record you would expect back in the comeback season days, but it's just better now because he raps better. Something like that. Even, like, Erase My Mind is, like, if, if, if you think about some older records he made, like Find Your Love or uh, Let's Call It Off, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always been willing to push the boundaries, push the envelope, and do different things like that. Like, there's – like, Drake is here. It's just – as he progresses, as he recognizes different things that the fans yeah. love and the audience loves, he's a scientist. He's a businessman. He'll lean into those things. He'll lean into the light skin memes. He'll lean into the <laughs> yeah, way sad too boy sexy stuff. Was, yeah, way too was sexy. Way was, leaning. It was like that. Like that's the craziest. But it worked. It, yeah, it, did. it worked. No, it did. I so loved it's it. just like you know you can't necessarily fault him, but I do understand. It's like we want to see him come up with something that's like concise that's meaningful that's substantial and we know he's capable of it but i me i don't expect it just because i've looked at his whole career like he gives us little breadcrumbs of his life that you have to like decode and figure out more but he's, yeah. he's not as like direct with his messaging as a kendrick or a cole which and i know. think also i guess to my point of evolution is like you know, if you're going to be the greatest of our generation, like just one of the greats from the generation before us in hip hop is somebody like Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And when I look at Jay-Z, you know, he got Beyonce, he got the family. And even mm-hmm. though they go through their bullshit, they just put it into the music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's cool because it's relatable. Yeah. And like I see the growth. And even though um, you might fuck up, there's just it's something about because you're entertainers at the end of the day. People look up to you. So mm-hmm. it's like. I would rather look up to somebody who I see evolving as a man. You know what I mean? Like, I would want my man. Like, when men tell me, man, my favorite rapper is Future, I'm like, oh. <laughs> For real? I judge people off their top five all the time. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about a person because that's what you relate to. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That was a good shot. Shout out to Nyla for, for <laughs> holding us accountable us down Drake for Road. Our, our male growth and our male evolution. That's right. Along brothers, our path. Brothers. Let's jump into this slide deck. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Please, All come right. back, Frank. Our Please, guests. come back. What you got for us? What are you playing for us, young Nyla? Ooh, this week, I'm actually really excited about this group, man. I had just I just found out about them. Uh, 
through my homegirl Journey, who's out in LA. Shout out to Journey. But she put me on to this group called Coast Contra. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have an album out called Apartment 505. And my favorite record on there, it's called Explicit. And it's low key like a twerk turnt record. So okay. since it's getting warm out in New York City, come on now. This need is that. the vibes. Produced right. by Jacob Manson and Alist- Alistair O'Donnell. Wait, it's Foy on here? At least you got sauce this shit up. Explicit. Explicit. Yeah. Ay. Uh. Freaky. She just want freaky. Ay. Too explicit. Go on, bust that quickie. Quickly. Freaky. She want me to stick it. Ay. Too explicit. Go on, bust that quickie. Ay. Explicit. She gon' ride to the hotel with a real nigga. That shit. Facts. She gon' slide with a real nigga in a two-seater stick ship. Ay. She gon' ride with the top down. Give me top. That's probably the most most up-tempo joint on the project. It's a lot of, like, rap. Backpack rap. Yeah, or even more like uh, the Roots type rap. Fire. Yeah. I'm rock with that. I'm rock with that. Thank you for bringing that. Good brother. What you got for us? Man, I'm back right hot off of Atlantis. But, you know, when I was in Atlantis, man, I was missing the West Coast a lot. Mm -hmm. I've been missing the West Coast more. um, So I've been listening to a lot of my, my stuff. So I brought... A brother who I think is going to go way per- further than people realize. Uh, this is Pick Your Poison by Blast featuring Grandmaster Vic. Produced by Mike and Keys, J-Mo, Vic Ekpo. Your poison, never falls, just a cause. You got choices. In a heated moment, speak upon it. You ain't voiceless. Easier when said than done. We can't destroy this, no. But I got faith that we gon' be okay. At the end of the day, thicker than it's you and me. Don't play. You're scared of history, we got ain't no mystery. So stop, it can even be your way. Just don't give my love away. I got faith that we gon' be okay. Oh, I want all the smoke. Girl, I go to war for you to murder what she wrote. I need that reciprocated, demonstrated slow. Don't we still got hope? Got me at my lowest when my back against the ropes. You must think I won't. Don't take it for granted, girl, you fucking with the gold. 
You might understand it when I really up and go. But let's be honest, I don't see us falling down that slope, no. But I need you to pick your poison. Never force, just a cause, you got choices. In a heated moment, speak upon it, you ain't voiceless. Easier when said than done, we can't destroy this, no. But I got faith that we gon' be okay at the end of the day. Thicker than it's you and me, don't play. Cause girl, the history we got ain't no mystery, so stop, it can even be your way. Just don't give my love away. I got faith that we gon' be okay. Oh. Mm. Okay. See, okay. Let me. I gotta go on a little blast spiel right Please now. Please do. Okay. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. First Sh- off, streets love blast. First off, I want to shout out my guy J Mo. J Mo on the track, yo. J Mo was the guitar player at my church when I was a kid. Oh wow! So when I was a kid, I used to. That church the, got everybody, bro. bro that <laughs> church. Y- 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 y'all got an all star roster. <laughs> it's actually of it's, musicians. Like when you think about, there's a lot of people that came through that church that played at the time, even just guest musicians or whatever. Yeah. J-Mo used to play there for a long time, and J-Mo was produced for Pac. He was uh, he did uh, the joint with, uh, uh, what's the price tag? Uh, for, uh, J- Jasmine. Justin, yeah, I mean Jasmine. Yeah. Justin, Jasmine. Um, he, J-Mo is really that guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's, a, uh, I think, from Long Beach, legend out in L.A., guitar player, man, producer. I remember just being a kid, just being enamored by the star power this man has. Like, just being a kid, they played the church out, mm-hmm. and he would just be ripping. So just shout out. I just want to <laughs> send, send some love to J-Mo. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really love about Blast, you know, I'm, I don't even know. I'm from the West Coast, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love what I love about Blast is that there is, it's very clear that he's a, you know, sing rapper, melodic rapper type guy. Guy, mm-hmm. um, and that's his sound and he's leaning on the commercial side but there's such a reverence for the instrumentation and for like the craft side of things mm-hmm. yeah. that he just does not he's like it's just take it or leave it I'm bringing that in the, you faded it out on the song but there's a violin, the violin solo no it's crazy mm-hmm. a violin when's the last time you heard a violin solo in any record or anyone that's saying they're trying to be commercial so that's why right. i think like that's why i think that people don't even understand what blast is doing is that this dude i mean shout out to mike and keys too mike and keys legendary la folks nipsey 1500 they work he's they're they're everywhere um but he's just really doing something that i think people are gonna have to pay attention to. it's gonna be that one that really goes mm-hmm. that really really goes and then people are going to go back on the catalog and be like, oh, no, yeah. Blast was really doing something. Man, when I first heard Blast, I'm like, I need to meet this guy immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so, that tape, the first, what is it called? Uh, Six tape. Is that what? The one, the one with Chosen that. on it. Mm. Oh, he did a deluxe yeah, for. Uh, I forget the, the album. It was the album before. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the name too. I forget, but... Overrated? No, it's not what it's called. Overrated is on there too. Uh, it's No Love Lost. No Love Lost. Yeah, yeah. When I heard No Love Lost, there's no skips on that project. That's what he does so well, is that he makes, <laughs> makes just really the good high music. clip, the clip that he shoots at is so crazy, and he has a hand in producing, I think, most of the records, No, he's too. a producer, and that's how he got his start, which I just found out. He was like, yeah, I got known in my city by producing. And I'm like, really? He said, yeah, he produced for, uh, 
I want to say, he said Kendrick. Mm. He said Kaylin for real, for real. Just a lot of like the popular LA artists. And I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And then I was like, well, did you run into that genius complex? How Kanye was saying, you know, I'm not the best rapper producer. I'm just the best rapper. You know what mm. I mean? And he said that he did, which is why he just went full throttle with his artistry instead of producing as well. But he still produces his own stuff. But mm. it's like the people that take that time to do that extra step. So like you said, even before you announced the song, like... I don't think people realize how big Blast is going to be. I don't think people realize how big Blast is going to be. They don't get it. Like, they he, don't this understand. This nigga is nice. It's mm-hmm. a different level of talent, yeah. for real. He's really out here. And, too, one thing I wanted to mention, I tweeted this this week. I was saying Blast is the perfect example of someone who has figured out their sound, mastered it, and is unapologetic about mm-hmm. just putting it out there. But, dude, because if you listen to it, like, it, it can... In one sense, it, it really runs together because you could just press play from the start and it's just run it through mm-hmm. and run it through, run it through. And I've been running the whole project through, 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 through. Um, and, and he's independent. Right. I yeah. mean, I, I think it was what Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distribution. Yeah. Oh, distribution. Okay. It's a copy, partnership. Copy, copy. copy. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, he's also doing a different, he's going on his own thing. So Everything I, about this man yeah. is different. No, nah, he's on point. This, yeah, Blast is really on point. He's great. He's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what he does because he's already made a huge impact and it's only it's only more to come. So yeah, jumping to my record, I brought a record that has been uh, hitting home as of recent. This is Kiana Lede, Second Chances, featuring Black, and this is produced by Ooh, um, wow, a lot of people. We got Boston for Rice and Peas, Cam Griffin, Derek Milano, Mike Woods for Rice and Peas, and Rourke Bailey. So this is Second Chances, Kiana Lede, featuring Black. Fucking weird, wear my heart up on my sleeve. Fuck the back and fuck. Say if I leave, then I'ma leave. I'ma have you beg and have you plead on your knees. Sank on the please. If you leave me, I won't sleep. Now you're feeling guilty, let your conscience. Can't you tell a bitch is fed up with your nonsense? That we made a pack, so why you fucking with your promise? If I walk away from you, then boy, you better be cautious. No more second chances, chances. No more second chances, chances. Always trying to take advantage, advantage. I can't give you no more chances, chances. So I'd rather walk away. I'd rather walk away. It'd be wrong for me to stay. Cause I need you, got your way. Now I'm crying while I'm driving with your smile in my head. You just sent a paragraph and I left you on red. Cause I know your motives and I'm 20 steps ahead. So why would I respond when I control your ass instead? You've been starting a blessing, I made you the king of my world. I thought you'd be by my side like you when I'm saving the world. I, did you think about that? About the time that I'll never get back. No more second chances, chances. No more second chances, chances. Always trying to take advantage, advantage. I can't give you no more chances, chances. So I'd rather walk away. You gotta walk away. I'd rather walk away. You gotta walk away. It'd be wrong for me to stay. Stay. Cause I need you, got your way. Yeah. Second chances, they don't come, so I'll be real. Walking out on me, it's just so hard to swallow pill. 
Told her I would speak my mind and always keep it true. But still I can't hold short, no, that was not part of the deal. I know how to be accountable for everything I've done. Do you want to walk with me? Just say the word or you can run away mm. from everything we built. Oh, yeah, I know I fucked up one. That was off that album she did. Yeah, it was a yeah. really good album, too, uh, Kiki. It was a really, really good album, 2020. 2020. Um, 2020 what was a time. really good year for R&B. Wow. Like it was a great year for R&B. I think I think I think it gets its flowers, maybe not as many flowers as it deserves. You know, we got Division, of course, we got P&D. We'll see how many we projects got, uh, give the 5-year test. Summer's we'll EP. Yeah, 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 no, of course. Jasmine but, Sullivan Grammy yeah. nominated. Yeah, that was early Grammy 2021, but yeah, it might as well be. Yeah. But yeah, Kiki was up there too in that year. So yeah, that was a uh, second chances Keanu Lede. And Black. Now, if you listeners would like to hear all of these slides and all of our previous slides, you can hit the slide deck playlist in the link tree in our IG and Twitter bio. And if you would like to submit one, you can DM us at StayBusyPod on Twitter and IG or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Artists, if you want to submit some slides, we want to hear from y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is a platform. We want to put y'all on. We got some great company here. So you might as well submit your records. You can make it get heard. You know what I'm saying? Feedback, you don't brothers. know if it's going to show up in the next DJ System. Nyla Simone <laughs> set at a party. You don't even know. You, you never know. So submit some records but let's jump into our board meeting with our incredible guest we've learned a lot about her already but there's so much more to talk about so you mentioned in our conversation uh leading up to uh, the recording of the so that you were you were originally from the dmv but you were born in germany yeah talk about that talk about that experience so my dad was in the army but i was born there and i left at three okay so i don't have no like memory of it mm-hmm. Um, but being an army brat, my whole family is from like the East coast, but my kinfolk really are just in Tampa mm-hmm. and then I got a grandma in Atlanta and yeah, but I was raised in Maryland and then I moved to New York for college and went to St. John's in Queens. That's what's up. Well, you're yeah. everywhere. You're everywhere. Yeah. I'm a, my brother's in LA. Oh, wow. I studied abroad in college. Like I like, I just like culture. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you study at St. John's? So I originally went to school for computer science, but mm. then my because in high school, I went to a trade school called okay. Cat North. And yeah. at the trade school, I took Cisco. Okay. So I got CCNA certified, which is wow. like a halfway point for a certification. So yeah. when I went to college, I'm like, I just want to finish and then yeah. um, get a government job, which I had had a government job on the summers. But then um, the summer, one school year, I was interning at Source Magazine mm. and... Um, then I got the call for power. Like, yeah, you can be an intern. So I was going to go back to my government job that was paying me very well for IT work. But then it's like, or, you know, you can make this minimum wage at a radio station. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll make the minimum. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's something that I'm more into. Um, so doing that. So at the time, at the time of that, I had like my own blog that correlated with like what I did for my college radio mm-hmm. of doing like YouTube interviews, DJing, like my friends parties and like mm-hmm. local things. And then, yeah, am I just going on and on right now? No, you're good. That's what you're here for. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was doing local parties and then started interning at Power. So at Power, I was interning directly for Angie Martinez. I did two semesters there. And then I graduated early, so my internship had stopped, but I did not, like, stop showing up in the building. Mm -hmm. So, like, they had, like, a new bunch of interns, and then I would, like, just train them and, like, um, there was like some people in the building that did not want me in there. Like, you can't be here. It's illegal for you to be here if you don't work here or whatever. But I'd be like, oh, uh, DJ Clue asked me to buy him Starbucks. You know, I'm like just making up things just so I can get through the door. Um, and because I had already made friends, it was easy for me to just stay around. And then after a while, after like, you know, 
probably like two years of working for free. I got hired as Angie's assistant, her personal assistant, and I was a shitty personal assistant. She always tells people how she had to fire me because I was a bad personal assistant, but she really, um, you know, saw my grind and like me doing the YouTube interviews and DJing, so she referred me for a job as a DJ. Mm. And that's when I got hired as the first female DJ at Power, which was, you know, a very, um, you know, just a very amazing accomplishment. But it was really difficult because I was like the first female. I'm black. I'm young. You know, a lot of people weren't necessarily happy and I had to deal with a lot of like hate. Um, And yeah, neither here nor there. I continued to grind and, you know, I ended up getting the Sunday night show with DJ Spanking and like, you know, we just continued to break artists, new artists, out of town artists. Um and from there, the T V show with uh Revolt that happened over the pandemic. And then of course I made friends I became friends with Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. And um I DJ all his stuff. His family birthday parties, like <laughs> you know what I mean, to the television show. So he's really he really adopted me as like a niece of his for real, which I really appreciate. So being that I'm not from here and navigating mm-hmm. this crazy, crazy, crazy industry is mm-hmm. really good to have yeah. people to look after you. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Where did the music come in? Like in your in your upbringing, were you was it a musical home? Oh was, yeah, like definitely a musical home. So my my dad is like he's in love with New York rap. Okay, but he's also from Florida, so you know he loves like the Uncle Luke's and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, growing up, like I said, I, my mom, oh, my dad was in the army, so we would used to travel a lot to go down and see our family, like in Virginia or in Florida. So it'd be like eighteen-hour road trips, and on the road mm. trips, my dad would like battle us, <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know the lyrics to Tribe Called Quest, but need an apple bomb, or you don't know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like. It would be like if you didn't know, if you couldn't finish the rap, you wouldn't get dessert, you know, wow. on the road trip down. Like, oh, wow. you can't get this cookie if you don't know it. So, like, <laughs> I'm real military. Real, you know what mm, I mean? Real drill sergeant ish. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. He's He retired um, sergeant major. So, he worked up. his way yeah, all yeah. the way to the top. Um, love my dad. But, um, so yeah, and then as far as like the R&B stuff, you know, my mom was heavy. On like the Eric Badu, the mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, the Jill Scott. Oh my gosh, she played the hell out of Jill Scott. Music so child in my childhood. Yeah. Um, and the classics, you know, Guy and Elder Barge and stuff of like course. that. So, and also my dad had, my dad was a rapper as well. Okay. But he had to put his ambitions aside because he had a family. So he's yeah. always was a producer slash rapper. So to this day, he still produces. And I'm actually dropping my first mixtape on Monday. Uh-oh. In partnership with Audio Mac. I'm really excited about That's it. Fun. Yeah. That's fire. Shout out to Audio Mac. But we my, love Audio Mac. Yeah, shout out to Audio Mac for real. <laughs> um, but my dad produced the entire tape, so I'm really wow. excited about wow. it. Wow. It's with Osmond Benjamin. Okay. Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be, you know, real New York, and it's just, it's super dope. So, yeah, music has been a part of my life forever. Hmm. Wow. Now, talk about that first event or that first time where you had to dj and like how nerve-wracking that was where it was and like you know how that went it's so funny because i've really been djing my whole life Mm -hmm. even before i was djing yeah like um like even when i go home now like on my itunes library i have mad crates you know djs organize their music in crates yeah i organized my itunes library like crates before even knowing like that's what it was so i was always like 
doing DJing house parties off the laptop. Like, yeah. okay, after this song, we're going to go into this song, yeah. into this song. Yeah. And then even when I got to college, it was the same thing, but just with the ox. Like, okay, I'm going to do this song. Mm-hmm. And I used to have two YouTube tabs up. So I like yeah. blend one, <laughs> yeah. hit play, blend one down slowly. Ooh, you know what I mean? You so was finessing. Yeah, I was Come always, on now. I was always like into that. So then when I got to college, I decided to, you know what? I think I could really DJ. I, I took it seriously and um, just took the chance on myself. You know, I wasn't like too keen on doing that originally because I don't really know too many female DJs. Well, at the time, I didn't really know too many female DJs. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I can't really do that. But I'm just happy as hell that I did because yeah. I, I love it. I love music and I love to make people feel good with the music. Yeah. I think that's so important what you just said is that like, you're like, I didn't see any female DJs doing it. So it's like, dang, I didn't know that I could do it. So like, speak a little bit about what it's been now from not seeing nobody to now being someone that I'm sure other people are seeing. And like, especially you're young, like you, you getting it. Uh, how is that? What is that responsibility or that mantle? How do you feel like being, you know, the first? Uh, um, yeah. um, let me see. How does it make me feel? I mean, you know how people be like, oh, I'm not a role model. I can do what I right, want. Right, right, no, right. no. I take it very seriously. Mm. But that's just with everything that I do in life. Not even just with like DJing. I just think being some like be the change you want to see. That's yeah. like the quote that yeah. I live by. Right, so yeah. it's like um, when it comes to just your character as a person, like I don't even like to affiliate myself with people who aren't of good character because mm-hmm. this whole life thing is energy. Same with music. Music is energy as well. So I'm very selective about things that I promote. Mm-hmm. And um, like, but as far as being a woman DJ, I mean, for me, um, it's all about representing. And that's, like I said, that's not even with just DJing. It's just with being a human being, being a woman, being a black woman. Yeah. It's always about representing and respect. How did you overcome that initial adversity of people like, oh, she's not ready to be up here, this and that, or whatever those thoughts are? How did you, what was your self-conversations? Who were maybe some people that like were your real champions that really helped you get through that part? Um, Definitely my parents, my mom and my dad, uh, Charlemagne, and uh, probably just those three um, the most. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I cried. There's a lot of nights I cried. That's real. No, you know, real. like I go home, like I played cool, you know what I mean? Or like punch back. But like having to defend myself and fight and stuff like that is just like not natural in my nature. So during that time period, um, it, it took a lot of energy out of me to have to be on my bully. You know what yeah. I mean? And New York is a city where people are just naturally bullies. You know what I mean? Not everybody. Let me not say that. But like, it's almost like for the people that want to be cool, it's the cool thing to do is like to be a bully. So, um, yeah. So when I first got my opportunity, it was a lot of bullies coming my way and it forced me to have to be a bully back. And at first, you know, I was not necessarily being a bully back. Like I listened to them and maybe they're right. And you know what I mean? But um, there, uh, there was just a point where it was like, yo, I'm obviously here for a reason. Come on now. You know what I mean? So it was like, I remember, so one time um, somebody came up to me and was like, yo, you're new here, so you're not really supposed to, like, be speaking. You know what I mean? Just be a sponge. And, like, I was like, damn, is that really really what I'm supposed to do? But then I'm like, they hired me for a fucking reason. Like, I'm here to say things. and And I'm not, like, I'm not, like, an arrogant person. I don't think everything I say is right, but I do feel like, 
you know, I'm somebody with brains. I can think. I'm a critical thinker. I don't just talk the talk. So I I just ask for respect. You know what I mean? And because wow. people don't give that off rip, that experience taught me that I have to I have to be on my bully as well if I'm going to be in this industry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I commend you for your reaction because I wouldn't have <laughs> reacted that way. What? Yeah. <laughs> be a sponge. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> see, because at the time it's like you know I don't want to offend nobody because I I want to be right, here. Yeah. I don't want to be replaced. I know yeah. y'all don't. You know what I mean? It's not too often that these type of situations happen, so I don't want to ruin it. You know, for the next person or somebody that looks like me to get a shot like this. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, gotta be strong, man. Yeah. You do, and that. you know, as a woman, I think it's just really important to just know your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because you are already a girl, a minority mm-hmm. in that regard, mm-hmm. and then you're black, you got to know your shit and, and you got to be confident. And I, I want to say, um, when I was getting bullied, it started to take away my confidence. And for a long time, I didn't even realize that that was, was happening, but I'm starting to second guess myself because all these people are saying this, that, and the third about me. Um, but yeah, that's why I just think for everybody to be unapologetically confident. Especially if you're a woman. So talk about now, you know, you talk about when you, you entered the space and you didn't want to feel like you were commanding too much space because people insecure about that. But now it's like, you're Nihilus Simone. Like, you're on power. You're on revolt. You're on the what. You're doing everything you're doing. Like, you have a space that needs to be commanded. Like, people need to respect the platform that you have and the work that you put in. So talk about transitioning from feeling like, yeah, I'm just like I'm just here, like I'm happy to be here. To nah, like I'm here for a reason, and like kind of gotta acknowledge that. Yeah, I think I guess for that transition, it really hit me when it's when I realized I know what I want. Mm-hmm. For a long time, yeah. I was just kind of in this because it was fun or because you know I just enjoy it. But at the end of the day, there has to just be some goals. So once I like set my goals, it's like. You see what I did when I was just bullshitting? Don't you see that this is this isn't a game? Like I'm doing this. So, um, I think, you know, just just knowing what I want has made like the big difference in my boss up. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm I'm here on a mission. This isn't just some cute shit. I don't do this for IG followers. Like I'm really come from this. Yeah. Talk about you know you've got you've got everything that you you've got going now and like I did not know I was gonna be interviewed I feel like I want the shot Oh that's what we oh take that shot <laughs> no, 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 do your thing cool. my sister do your thing but no it's <laughs> like you know as a, as a creator you kind of you master one thing and it's like okay I'm really good at this one thing but we all have this hunger this thirst to yes. do more and then you start to do more and then it just it's a ripple effect you want to do more and more and more so what do you feel like the portfolio of Nyla Simone, like what would you like to add to that next? Add next, definitely the music is like my new like goal and mm-hmm. tackle. So right now this partnership that I got going on with Audio Mac, mm-hmm. I'm doing a mixtape series. It's called Pretty Moody. It's a play off the Pretty Tomboy, which is my, my DJ tag. Mm-hmm. And like each tape is just going to have like a different mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the first one is with Osmond Benjamin and, um, I think he's from Yonkers. Shout out to Yonkers. But he's one of my favorite lyricists in the city. Him and Coda the Friend. And I got both of them on the project, so I'm, I'm happy about Coda's that. dope. I like Coda. Yeah, very dope. So um, the theme of this is is pretty much power and just black people knowing their power. We, mm. um, 
pretty much came up for the concept of it during COVID. And this was like around the time of like the riots and stuff like that. And when me and Osmond talk, we never just have like a light situation. It'd be like, yeah, but you know why they're doing that? They're trying to mind fuck black people. So we don't think, you know what I mean? Like we get into all these like deep conversations. So uh, the project is pretty much talking about the things that we talked about, like how people used to hate blackness, but now they're getting their body done to look like us. Mm, And like we, we talk about, um, like how the ego can be the enemy and black people have so much pride and so much ego, but it really be hurting us more than it does help us. And we just, we cover things in a fly way. You know yeah. what I mean? So pretty moody volume one dropping soon. And, um, yeah, I like to just speak on things that I know are already like in my reach. Um, but I'm not going nowhere. I love that. So talk us through, I'm sure it varies. But talk us through a normal day of, uh, yeah, normal day of now, DJ Nile's yeah. You know, there's there's two girls who want to come and shadow me. And they're like, yo, when's the best day? And I'm like, man, I can't tell you what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> you oh, know what real? I mean? Are no. you on, is it on-call situation being like an on-hair host? Or is it like that? Like, uh, Well, right now at iHeart, we're going through some changes. Uh-oh. Like, okay. uh, so yeah. right now, we're kind of just all hands on deck. So right now, we do have some on-call. Um, um, like a shift. like shift. We have some on-call yeah. shifts, but my regular shift is Sundays. Okay. And then Saturdays for DJing. But um, so, yeah, I guess it just depends on the day. So if it's on set of like... The God's Honest Truth, which is starting back up in June, which I can't wait because I love television. Like, I yeah. love doing TV so much. It's so much fun because it's like a family. Like, mm-hmm. set environment yeah. is like a family. Like, your makeup artist, the stylist, the lighting guy, like, everybody's friend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then on top of that, on The God's Honest Truth, like, Charlamagne hired 85% black woman. And love then... That. Like the other fifteen or like the white camera crew, <laughs> you know what I mean. Shout so it, it's cool. I've never like I walk in. I remember I took my my braids out and I walked into work, and they're like, "Yo, I love the afro." Oh my god, your afro is so beautiful. I didn't know your hair was that long. You you know when I go on iHeart and do something like that, they'll be like, "The girl with many hairstyles." Oh, it's the girl with many hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a different level of love and embracing when you work with your own kind yeah. mm-hmm. um so definitely a day in the life at that is like we do rehearsal 10 a.m and then around 12 we eat lunch then around one it's makeup wardrobe then we start letting the crowd in at three i hype up the crowd we'll have like some acts we'll boo them or we'll cheer them on if they're good <laughs> you know then we'll do the show and then after the show we have um this lounge called the reparations lounge mm. And it's pretty much open bar. We all get fucked up with, like, the guests that we brought. And it's just such a good time, man. So I love doing that. And the day in life on radio, if it's, like, um, a regular show time for me, you know, we have guests come through, do an interview. I guess it depends on the day. Some days we just have influencers pull up and we just chop it up and joke. Or um, if it's, like, a interview type of day, whew, those days are long, man. <laughs> Interviews, honestly, to me, are are my favorite thing to do for sure because I just love getting to know people yeah, and pick yeah, people's yeah. brains. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of responsibility because there's so many artists and so much music coming out. Like it takes ample time to research and to properly conduct good interviews. Yeah. So that has been one of my like uh, as a late. So I'm like I feel like I don't have enough time to really do as much research as I want. But nonetheless, it's, it's fun. Um, radio. 
I think, yeah, those are just normal days in the life, I guess. Then your own creative endeavors, if you have, like you said, you're doing your music thing. and Yeah, the music thing. I mean, when I say, like, I'm really a creative, I really, it's, like, almost nerdy how creative I am. You know that's, what I mean? Like, dope. I'll be on air and I'll be knitting a shirt. That's you dope. Know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a dope skill. That's yeah. a dope skill. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, like, who the fuck did, you know? Like, you. people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I and love other it. people. I, I do love it. It's, it's so funny. People be seeing me knit and they're like, you made that? I'm like, I'm just here with my two hands, you know what I mean? But... <laughs> Um, and I'm like, even with the music, I didn't produce it, but as like, I picked the artist, I picked the feature, yeah, I picked curated. the cover art. You curated it. Yeah. And I actually like made it myself. Like, um, I have a team now and they're like, yo, Nyla, you don't got to do everything, but it's like, I feel like I have to, I've been doing everything for so long. Yeah. You know, I've been here eight years and I've been doing all of these different ventures by myself for eight years. So uh, it's just an adjustment. Let's talk through that real quick. Yeah, I was I was about to say that's an interesting point to find yourself as yeah. as a creator is like when you come up doing everything yourself and you start to find mm-hmm. success exactly, and yeah. then people want to start working with you but you're just like I don't know if I trust you to do what I know that I can do. I could just, it's going to well, be longer for me like, to explain you how to do yeah. it to the level I want. If I'm capable of doing this, done it. why do I need you? But then it's like having those hands on deck makes your life so much easier. So yeah. how do you find that balance between knowing you're capable of doing everything, but there are these people that want to work with you and help to push your things forward and you have to kind of trust them to release yeah. that. To do so. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I probably... I'm still working through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's not easy. And it's not even like I don't trust them. Like mm-hmm. these are good people. I'm pretty good at sorting out good and bad like mm-hmm. energy. So these are people that I definitely trust. It's just like I don't know. It's just because I have a vision in my head, I don't think and I know for sure I'm not the best at explaining exactly what it is I want. So if I say, yo, this is what I want, and then they come back and then it's not centered or I forgot to tell you that I needed to be highlighted in blue, mm-hmm. it's like if I would have just did it, it would have been done. Right. So I think for me, it's just, I guess, one, it's me learning to really prioritize a schedule because yes. because I know like, oh, I'll do that. I can just do it in 20 minutes and then, you know, turn it in. But with a team... You know, they don't really know necessarily my exact vision. So I have to, I got to really plan things. That way it's all inclusive and it's not just me. Which, you know, again, planning and having a schedule is just something that's just not like something I'm not used to. It's a skill. It's a skill that has to be learned. Like the best leaders are great delegators. Yeah, Yeah. They can delegate because they're focused on vision. They're focused on moving the ship forward. Like people don't realize like, that's the co-pilots and the co-everything. They're the ones that be flying the planes and yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. No, the and other everybody person- is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like, I exactly. think community, which, you know, I feel like New York, for me personally in New York, it was hard for me to really build a community. But community is so important because it just makes everything easier. Like, if everybody in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. Like, it's important. <laughs> it's so important. Um, but I, I've been finding my tribe. Yeah. Good. And, um... I'm really happy about that. You need it. You need the support. How do you how do you handle situations? I don't know if you run into situations like these where you know how talented you are. You know that you could probably be the best person for a certain job, but someone picks someone else for whatever reason. Like how do you handle those situations where you're rejected essentially and you could feel dejected by that? You could be questioning yourself by that. Like how have you navigated those situations? Man, 
I've been used to rejection for so long that like it doesn't even like phase me. Mm-hmm. And I think how I look at it is like everything that goes wrong goes wrong on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I see I see like issues as opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, if that didn't work, that means there's something else out there. So like for an example, when I first started at Power. Um, I'm like, yo, I really want to be on air talent. I don't want to leave New York City. Like, I love it here. This is the best, you know, city for this job that I want to do and this career that I want to build. How can I get on air? At the time, there was, like, nobody had broken into, you know, the DJ Clues and the Breakfast Clubs of the world. Right, how, right. how can I get on air when we got Angie Martina? We got all living legends, you know, on the station right now. So for me, it was like, you know what? I ain't going to worry about that. That's not my lane. I could probably do social media. So, like, I started doing, like, interviews every week on their IG Live, and it would bring up, I, you know, Instagram engagement, and I was helping like that. So, it's like, when I see a pitfall, I'm going to make it cool. You, you add value. I mean? You find ways yeah. to add value. Add yeah. value. Or even, and, and it works for anything. It's like, you know what? I was trying to get, you know, an internship at a radio station, or I was trying to get a job at the source. Nobody was giving me a job. My resume kept getting denied. I just built my own website. Come on. (laughs) You know what I mean? I started doing college radio and put that on my resume, and then it helped me to get in the door when it was time. Like, it's really all God's timing. So even when things go wrong, it just be like, you know what, God? I know you got a plan, so I ain't even going to trip. I might have wanted that, but obviously it's not for me. So I can't, you know, I'm, I'm too blessed to be stressed about something that's not for me. Like, and at the end of the day, it's just about... You know, being thankful. I know where I was three months ago. I know where I was six months ago, and I know I'm not there no more. So as an, as a DJ, you hear a lot of music regularly. You have the, the luxury of seeing things before they really break through and become, like, as big as, you know, the world will recognize them to be. So who are three artists that you feel like we should be paying attention to that are coming up? Hmm. Let me think. Let me Let me pull up my... Who are you listening to, Armand? Who am I listening well, to right I was now? Pulling out that. Artists that I feel people should be tapped into. Uh, damn, you always put me on the spot when you I do. I'm going to say you, you already you put did, her the, on the spot. You, you did the blast, you that, the blast comment. Bla- I feel like Blast is like, he might as well be mainstream at this uh, point. Like, no. He's not, though. No. He's really no, not. No, it's not true. Remember, we always have our own perspective on right. how we view the artists we like, yeah. right? And we're also in the industry. Right, well. exactly. So the, to me, we be like, oh, yeah. he, but he just got nominated for Best New Artist. That's very true. That's very <laughs> like, true. You feel me? So, I've, I've seen the push for him for like two years. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just like. And you a journalist, so like right. you on the inside yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, getting following. The, which is also tough, which is also You're makes it a little tough. You're getting the inside stuff, inside, inside. <sighs> I mean, let's see. Jersey, I, I got to talk Sule. Uh, I've played him on the pod before. Absolutely. Sule from Anglewood, New Jersey. Incredible rapper. If you haven't heard him. Make sure you tap into Sule. Um, who else? Who else is that? There's this girl okay. named Leia. I believe she's from Staten Island. Leia. Okay. She's super dope. Okay. Um, she had a single out with Fabio Foreign. It okay. was called Bag. Now, when I heard the single, I actually really wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to her album release party, I realized they did that single on purpose. Because mm-hmm. the album is actually fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, she sings... She honestly give aesthetically she gives like Doja Cat, okay, you know like funky different style, yeah. but the music is is good R and B. Oh fire! And another person before I go back to you Please. is um <laughs> Enchanting. She's signed to the new Ten Seventeen. Okay. okay, so because she signed the Gucci Man, I was really expecting like you know 
Gucci, you don't love me type <laughs> shit. But she really surprised me, mm-hmm. and she can sing her ass off. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, she's like a tatted up. You know, she gives me like Summer Walker vibes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But probably a little less crazy. Mm-hmm. More right. hood. <laughs> More like hood bitch. Flat hood bitch. You know what right, I mean? Right, but, right, right, right. But Ooh. sexy R&B. Yes. So okay. shout out to Enchanting. I think she's going to do really well. Yeah. And this Coast Contra project, I know I gave them as a record, but like they got, you know, nobody really sounds like the Roots. There's only one Roots, but they, mm. I love their instrumentation that they use. I love that. They got a nigga that randomly just starts rapping in Spanish. That's fine. Yeah, he'll go from <laughs> English to Spanish, and I'd be like, whoa, That's wow. right, right, right. Yeah, there's a dude, He, I think he's Colombian, uh, Afro-Colombian uh, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, killing it, man. So That's those hard. are those are my three. I got one, Nick. You want to give us one? I mean, some, some money I want to tap into? This project has been... It sent me to another. The next planet over is this Alex Isley and Jack Dine project. Mm, okay, um, I've heard a lot of praise for that one. It's it's Marigold is the name of the project. Yeah. Alex Isley is Ernie Isley's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernie Isley mm-hmm. from the Isley Brothers. It's I mean vocals production. Just run just run the project, y'all. Just run it. It's when we go at the end of the year, like what were your project of the year? It's going to be on my list <laughs> for that. Now that you said Alex Isley, I got to mention Alex Vaughn from the DMV. She's okay. going to okay. be dropping an EP. Soon. Name sounds mad familiar. Yo, she's yeah. she's super ill. She gives me like '90s R&B vibes. She okay. got a shortcut like Tony Braxton. So Love she's that. she's flying real life, a real life, a nice person in real life. And the music, like she played the piano, like she's a true artist. Oh, we love that. Yeah, we, like I can't wait for. Listen, I, that is emerging again. Oh, she got me. that song Mirage. Mirage, Mirage yes. is hard. Yeah, yeah, I love Mirage. She's so okay. Like, come on, man. Yeah, she's raw. So yeah, shout out to Alex Vaughn too. I think she's gonna go crazy. When it's all said and done, when the the name DJ Nala Simone is said, what do you want people to remember you for? Um, I just want people to remember me for honestly just being a good person. Good person with good taste Mm -hmm. and respect. Good person, good taste. Good good person, good you know respect. what I mean? Like I just feel like I feel like I'm a good time. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to put people on to a good time, whether that be music, whether that be entertaining. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. that. That's all it is. This is just entertainment. I got no ill intent. You I know what that. I mean? I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> I just love music. Yeah. I love people. And you know that's simple. Not to sound cheesy or anything, that's, but hey, it's not cheesy if it's, <laughs> it's real. Not cheesy. Live <laughs> it's that not truth. cheesy. Live that truth. It's not cheesy if it's real. <laughs> yeah. li- don't li- live your truth. If okay. it's real, fuck who says we it's cheesy. We had this conversation on here just to yeah. get. A, I'm on that right now. Yeah. Okay. Positivity is not corny. It's, it's not. not cheesy. Yeah. It's no, none of like, that. Oh, I should just be so happy. Like no. I, people hate to see happy that's, people. Why, why do people hate positivity so much, bro? For real? <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> it's it, it's them yeah, it's it it's is. people within within themselves who can't enjoy positivity that's really what it is it's weird like, that's why the internet man it's, it's just nasty. it's so it's nasty. ugly man and tiktok is even worse you know the yeah. kids are on there and oh. these kids are mean as hell because they, 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 they really don't understand that there's a human on the other side they mm-hmm. really don't get that part. Yeah. it's a video it's another video game to them and yeah. even like i think with social media, people can't decipher like your humor. So people mm-hmm. don't really know if this is trolling. People yeah. don't even understand trolling, yeah. especially like the kids, like us as adults. And because we're the era that grew up on seeing the development of the internet and social we created media. trolling. Yeah, we know <laughs> what trolling is, but the older people and the younger people are like, they have no idea. Like they think this is real. Oh, no, this person really believes us. No, they don't. Like, I promise you, they don't. Did you see <laughs> that clip of uh, Arthur and Charlemagne? 
On the Breakfast Club, you saw it? Oh, the... Which one? Was this, for what, Saucy Santana. What, yes, oh, I've seen that. Oh, yes, 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 Like, I see in the comments, like, oh, this nigga's gay, this was his coming out, and oh, Charlemagne's a bully, and this was an awkward moment, this, that, and the third. But if... Like especially if you watch The Breakfast Club, you should know that Charlemagne and Envy do that white boy humor where mm. they joke about yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they're straight men who also can appreciate that. So yeah. it's like I don't even understand. But I say that to say the internet is deciphering it as Charlemagne's being a bully and that Arthur is gay when that's not the case at all. Right. Because the internet just does not know how to decipher things. Charlemagne is who he is, and Arthur was just showing love to Saucy. You know that's what it. I mean? Like, yo, he likes the shit. He likes the shit. That's it. But it always yeah, goes. Funny. Deeper than that, but uh, we want to thank you so much for pulling up to the pod, bringing your incredible story, bringing your insight, bringing your energy, challenging us to discuss future and Drake <laughs> in a very different way. We don't always get such firm opposition, but hey, I love it. We're here to be have our minds opened, responsible we, discussions, responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And we yeah. wish you much success on what you're doing. You don't need our wishes because you're doing your thing already, but we wish you much success. No, anyways. you guys, I really appreciate you guys and what you do. Of um, course. This podcast is super dope. And even when you guys voted me as employee of the month, employee yeah, yeah. of Come the on month, now. Yo, yeah. that had made my whole week. Like oh, I had got bad yeah. news that day and oh, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> we lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like, what, we do. That's what we do. That's, That's what, what we do. Yeah, so you. thank you guys for having me. Of you guys course. are great. Of course, of course. Thank you for bringing it. Thank you, Nick, for returning to the pod. Finally, it's been Almost, <laughs> almost a month without know, my co-host. I was out here alone, flailing, <laughs> fighting for my life. <laughs> flailing is that funny because it's so visual. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here now. So, so many gems here. DJs, hosts, personalities, music cur- curators. People want to put out their own mixtapes. There's so much to learn from our incredible DJ Nile Simone. Tell the people where, where they can follow you. Make sure you guys follow me at DJ Nile Simone, NYLA. S Y M O N E E E. I know it's so long. Dramatic, two Y's, two, two Y's. No, 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 two Y's. One day when I'm one Y. When I'm, one Y. One Y. One y. I so you're confusing See, the people now. E, so the E's up. was enough. <laughs> <laughs> one more time, running back. But that's uh, fine. IG, Twitter at Nyla Simone. It's gonna be that's posted. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Click <laughs> the link in bio or something like that. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, for the boy Armand Sultan of Short King Spring, founder of Balding of Ballers Four. The kombucha king that makes your heart sing. The uh, the uh, what what am I looking for? The something of Atlantis. The A. What's an A name? Uh, the adventurer of Atlantis, Nick Early. Uh, we want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, and of course, stay busy. Once again, I'm trying to go and here we go. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right.